This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 360. Oh, hit him with the sauce. Got it! And one! Fires a long one. Nothing but net. everyone and welcome to another episode of all nat brought to you by ots i'm your host natalie but most people call me nat hope everyone's enjoying the off season so far i have two guests with me today we're gonna start with ladies first my girl siobhan hello (laughs) (laughs) how are you i'm well you guys haven't had the pleasure yet of making Siobhan's acquaintance. So if you're supporting me, you may have seen her when the Hoopstresses took over Brother from Another, or if you've attended any of our spaces on Twitter, you've heard us talking. But Siobhan is, she has an amazing basketball mind. So y'all are going to love hearing from her. She also hoops. She breaks down film. She covers the heat as well as the NBA at large. She's also starting to cover the WNBA. Um, Yeah, she does it all. So welcome, Siobhan, to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Hello, audience. (laughs) (laughs) And someone who needs no introduction, Justin, my uh, Golden Spaces co-host, also on. Um, Looking very comfortable right now. I kind of like, whatever you did to get in this comfortable mode, I want to like be in it too like you're laid back you're chilling you know it's a good look yeah I'm kind of always chilling but I guess I'm more so right now extra um, chill okay pleasure to be on yeah yeah yeah. and I like your new I like the new hair color it's a good look for you thank you appreciate it okay so I'm not gonna start with warriors right now I'm gonna start with what was the news (laughs) of the day um which was Kevin Durant will be staying put in Brooklyn. Um, I don't know as Warriors fans that like the Kevin Durant news really impacted us that much, except for the fact that he was once a warrior. He won titles with the Warriors. And there was some news at some point this offseason that like there was a chance possibly he could come back to the Warriors. That was not something that I wanted or believed. Um I know Siobhan for the Heat, it was a possibility at least early also in the talks that that was one of the teams Kevin um, may have possibly wanted to go to or was trying to get to. And I know that's something you were open to, right? 
Yeah, but he said, you know, us in Phoenix, so let's not maybe possibly wanted to, he wanted, it's fine. I, um, I, think, I didn't hear it directly from the man's mouth. So I just yeah. think that, I'm not saying that as like a shot <laughs> at Miami. I'm saying that it's like, I know, I'm messing But you know you. how he gets about reporting. Like, did I say that? Did you hear me say that? <laughs> no, I was open to it. Um, I was open to it earlier on uh, in, I guess, free agency or whatever and then like as it started to you know get later into the to like closer to where we are now um I was like at this point you know you kind of should just ride with what you not necessarily ride with what you have Miami this ain't a Miami pod I'm not for the running it back but like make your adjustments um elsewhere um and and let's just go ahead and get ready for the season I think that I you know Miami is a group that's kind of swung for the fences before and, and landed some some pretty big some pretty big gets. And so um if there was a group that I think could have done it, it would have it would have been us. But um <clears throat> let a certain contingent of Heat fans tell you, you know, we were one shot away from the finals. I beg to think it was a bit more than that. Um but yeah, you know, I was open to it. Um was willing to kind of move the pieces that would have needed to be moved. It, Bam was a piece of contention, which I understand. Might not have would have moved him. He can Ben can't be on the same team, so there was that whole thing. But yeah, I was open to it, um, and am also not at all surprised that he's you know staying put where he is. So it was it was cool to play with, and then it got like okay, I'm done playing with this, and happy for you to stay where you at. Yeah, I was sort of over it as soon as it started. So. <laughs> Um, but people know that, you know, my feelings on Kevin Durant. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I remember, um, Aman and I, we were on brother from another and I was like, all right, I'm over the Kevin Durant thing. Like, like, just come on, like free agency is going to be like now at a halt. It's all everyone was talking about. And I mean, the Warriors still made the moves they needed to make, but in general, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, Pat Bev tweeted today and I know people are not fans of Pat Beverly, but he tweeted, you know, about like how this transaction or, or lack of a transaction rather, but how the potential for this to be something kind of like halted or, you know, affected or delayed, you know, I think that's the argument he was making free agency for certain certain folks and so um I'm glad it's over because I was just tired of like hearing people talking about it and in my opinion like all the drama outside I always thought like Brooklyn was the best situation for him to be in like in terms of winning like are is, is there a situation that can be better yes absolutely but not without them having to give up the pieces to get you yeah. And so any team that like he would go to, I felt like they would have been giving up something that necessarily would have just put you in a team that's comparable to Brooklyn. Maybe not like based on the players, but just in terms of like chances and how far they could go. Right. I think being in Brooklyn, like you're probably a top three seed in the East and you never know with injuries, how things shake out and you're still Kevin Durant, you know, so like, there's a possible, like you're one of those guys that in theory, if you're on the team and you don't let the Celtics lock you up, that you should be oh. able to contend for a championship and you have the talent around you. Like I kind of didn't get the whole 
oh, like he's like, you know, asking out and like why people thought this. I, I kind of was like, yo, Kyrie Irving is still there. Ben yeah. Simmons has to come back on the floor and play. Like you guys have more talent than other teams. A, a lot of other teams like go out there, play and see what you do can do because I think winning cures everything. I think they start winning. They're on a hot roll. Kevin goes out and has a few of those 50 point games or whatever he does. Kyrie's doing his thing. And all this shit is going to go out the window. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, people were against us. But now, you know, and <laughs> Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. And, oh, Kyrie's the most skilled. And who's stopping? Like, all that shit's going to come back and people are going to, their memories are going to be gone. And then Ben Simmons, you know, he's going to show up, do some nice passes. They're like, see, this is the Ben Simmons we expected. Like, see, we told y'all, we told y'all. And, Shady. Some you nice know, pets. like, I'm just saying, like, that's what's going to happen. So I just... All of this felt like a, an unnecessary exercise and futility, but that that's my take on the situation. Justin, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did, what did you, did you have any thoughts on it? No, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, it's one of those situations, like you said, where in order to get him, they had to gut the, the entire reason that makes these teams attractive to him. Um, exactly. So it's really no purpose in doing it. Um, and a lot of these teams obviously don't want to mortgage their future for Kevin Durant at this point because, I mean, the injuries that he's been through, his age, and, you know, they just and don't feel just like it's probably just a nature in general. For sure. I think it's more so that, <laughs> that part. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people keep – I'm just like, why would you keep – it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, but, like, the nigga has shown that <laughs> he's very fickle, yo, like – you know, people are just like, well, when he's not happy next year, I'm like, um, I hate to break it to y'all, but Kevin was not happy most of the time he was in Golden State either, but he did short-term deals. And I don't know why he didn't continue Decided to do that, to do that right, that big-ass contract. <laughs> yeah, like, that was him trying to show, like, he's committing. And oh, then, like, <laughs> and then, like, the, like, one year in, and you're like, nope, I'm out. You know, it's like, I don't know. And I just, from a legal standpoint, y'all know how I am. Like, I like he did not have leverage to be like bro you have four years left on your contract like you like I get it you're Kevin Durant you're a top three player in the world I guess depending on who you talk to some people may think you're still the best player in the league but like I'm sorry like you're not just gonna be able to just like get out of like a four-year contract and I knew there was no chance that he was that he was gonna sit like I'm like yeah Kevin Durant is not built like that it's not even like a um like a, a, like he's scared or doesn't have the balls like the man just loves basketball too much like Kevin Durant loves to hoop he would die inside watching games go on the court without him so I just knew there was no chance of like that happening yeah I think like what Justin said like everything that makes these teams attractive to him wanting to be there would have had to have been gone to get him there so now like kind of to your point so now we're back at basically a baseline that you know like you said could have been something similar to to Brooklyn's I do think the injury stuff is just a little bit overblown only because of um his style of play he's not like some ground and pound guy he's not posting you up he's not you know real heavy on his feet he's pretty agile pretty nimble so I don't give too much credence to the injury part of it but everything else like fickle contract happy one day not the next you know it was a lot that went into it that like it's cute on paper, but is it really worth, you know, it in its totality? 
Yeah. For me, the injury thing is not his past injuries. It's the current injuries that he gets now. Like since he's come back, he hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy for like the whole season. Um, but I, I would say that that same kind of durability, like, even though it, people always talk about Steph not being durable, I would say like Kevin Durant kind of had like a similar pass, you know, in the past, he's like missed large portions of the season. He's a pretty frail guy, you know? So, um, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think the new injuries are connected to his past injuries, but I know for the past two years on the Nets, he hasn't played full seasons I know that and so um he's getting older right none of the older guys are playing full seasons no they're not but I'm just saying that like for for I'm saying for him it's not like a I think when people are talking about like injuries at least for me it's not about like like to me like I remember like when we were coming into the season and everyone was like oh not the season that's starting but last season and how mm-hmm. everyone just had like the Lakers pegged to win and I'm just like and I by the way I used to say the same thing about Brooklyn too I'm just like y'all think and I wasn't because of like Kyrie's like the way he is like people like to talk about how crazy he is or whatever I'm like Kyrie can't really stay healthy and neither does AD and I I like I always felt with both of those two players I'm like banking on them like think about it the Lakers run when they won the championship 80 had a big ass rest in the middle of the season you know like I get that people are saying like they had to shorten off season and so that's why they were injured the next year but in terms of getting there he didn't play a full season and then make a long postseason run like they haven't demonstrated the ability to do that and not to do it like consecutively for years and years and years Kyrie hasn't um um, you know, um, AD hasn't and Kevin Durant, like, you know, he did it sort of with the Warriors, but not really. Cause he did get injured the first year he was there member for like mm-hmm. a large portion of the season. And then mm-hmm. in the, in their postseason run in the third year, he got injured. So when I talk about injuries, that's what I'm talking about. Not the fact that he tore his Achilles, but just that, like, you're also relying on him and like his durability has also just kind of proven that it's not as like strong as I think some people make it out to be. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad that Brooklyn is staying the way it is. I can stop listening to Lakers fans. Um, <laughs> with with all their crazy proposals, but um. I don't really care about them. They're just fun to laugh at. But I mean, I like it. I, you know, to the extent that people want parody in the league, you know, I think this is a better sense of parody than, you know, if something would have changed. But I, I, you know, I, I, I joke about Brooklyn and Katie and, and all of them, but I, I do think I always thought even when he wanted to leave Golden State, I always said he should go to Brooklyn. It's the better option than than the Knicks in terms of like just the way the organization run the potential like you bring a championship to Brooklyn like I don't know how people if people understand what Brooklyn is like yeah, that's no, why I feel like pretty, Brooklyn yeah. is like Oakland you know what I'm saying but it's like on the east coast because you have Manhattan which is a big city and then you got Brooklyn that's where, like where all the culture is and even though most New Yorkers are like Knicks fans 
the young kids growing up and like they're from Brooklyn, like he has a chance to do something there. And I just, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of him embracing that, you know, and like trying to like bring BK a, a, a ring. So I don't know, Same. whatever. But obviously I like I'm still always rooting for the Warriors. I like, I, I don't know that I like him as a person, but like I appreciate Ben Simmons' game. We've seen him be able to do shoot you? points before. No, I, I genuinely do. Oh God. He, I, I really he's huge good defender uh, he does a lot of things well for you know some of the things that he doesn't do so well so I do like that core um and yeah why not write it out see what you can do I think Justin likes Ben Simmons too do you still like him Justin yeah I always liked him as a player when it was you know it was tossed up in the air that he could potentially be traded to Golden State I was one of the people that wanted him there um now I'm I'm cool with who we got now, but <laughs> <laughs> would you still want Ben Simmons? If you could get him, would you want him? It depends on what the price was. If the price is the same, like if we had to trade like Andrew and some other stuff to get him, then probably not. You know, I think they they're cool with who they they have now as far as the fit. You know, everybody is fit in a role perfectly there now. Um, that was a little bit more unclear at the at the point where he was kind of in those trade discussions. Um, but now it's just a little bit more clear cut. So I definitely I'm good off him now, but I like his game, you know. Like I said, like huge perimeter defender. You you can't have too many of those type of guys. He puts a, a ton of rush pressure on the rim and transition. Hell of a passer. You know, what I mean, you you pair him next to somebody like KD and Kyrie who can, you know, create even when they don't have a lot of space and hit a ton of tough shots, then it should fit a little bit better than he did in, in Philly. Um, mm -hmm. It's just all about like the other pieces that they have and do they have enough size on the perimeter um, outside of Ben to be able to defend in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they have that, but those three should fit together. If they can play together, you know, they miss a ton of games. But I'm curious yeah. to both of you, because you guys both played. What how much weight do you give to like the personality aspects though of building a team right because I think oftentimes when we talk about fit we talk about game right like how their games fit together but like Justin you know one of the main reasons I did not want Ben Simmons and you know was pretty like against it is because I just think he's problematic from like a personality standpoint I don't know that I would describe him as fickle because I don't think he's fickle like um I think he's a, a fickle person huh he's like a little like kind of diva ish like diva ish and I, I mean I don't really like to speak about like people's work ethic or how they feel or if they love something without like knowing them personally so I only know like what's reported but I just I just, I don't know. I just did not see him fitting in. And this is kind of like that heat culture, but like warriors culture thing, you know, in those ways. I just, I don't know. I did not see him fitting in. And I just thought it could present an issue later, you know? And so I, and we already have one high maintenance person on the team, which is Draymond Green. And I don't really think you can have that many high maintenance people on a team, to be honest. But um, I don't know. I just, it always, I mean, you know that, Justin, it didn't like sit well with me. I was like, look, you're smarter than me. So 
I will defer to you if you think this is good. I'll like ride with you. But I was like very antsy and I, I was not a fan of like the idea of, of Ben Simmons. Yeah, I can understand that. I guess my point of view, I was thinking of it as kind of like, like I don't want to call it like a rehab, but like kind of coming to a new situation and having a new perspective on how he wanted to approach the game. I think that's probably what would have happened, especially being around leaders like Draymond and, and Steph and Clay and Steve Curry and how they, you know, they kind of bring anybody and everybody into their culture and just kind of get everybody on the same page. Um, that's one thing Steve Kerr, you know, has done pretty well over his tenure is make sure guys are on the same page when they get on the court. Um, it took, you know, a lot of outside media and, and you know, KD being on Twitter a lot to kind of infiltrate that and, and cause some, cause some, you know, division there. But for the most part, everybody else has kind of fallen in line, except their role and just, you know, roll with the punches, however they came. So I thought, I think it would have been okay, but I understand where, you, where you're coming from with, with the stuff that's been reported about Ben. I think from a <clears throat> Miami perspective, you, you know, you brought up heat culture and I do a lot against fans because it gets, it gets a little weird sometimes. But the the parts of it that that aren't weird, right? The organizational structure, a discipline, like a, a, this is the way that we do things here. If you're gonna be here, this is how you're going to do them. And I think people know that enough, or at least have heard about it enough now to know like I wouldn't even put myself in position to go to a team like a Miami, like a Golden State, if I were not going with the uh, the intent the the readiness to kind of buy in and to do what it is that that's been asked of me I think fit from a personality standpoint is really important right like you know we people say all the time that you know you're on the floor you're hooping you're you're going to do what's asked like you're not gonna let you know kind of some I guess minor squabbles prevent you from getting the mission done which is a true, uh, should mostly Not be in the true. case of the Utah Jazz, though. <laughs> should mostly be true. They got a lot happening over there. We saw well, that. That man anymore. never assisted to Rudy Gobert. That, no, not just assisted. Passed. Like, Passed. Like, we'll just completely look out. Rudy is rolling to the basket. Clear as day. Just nothing. I'm throwing up 35 foot. I'm in there. But no, I, I think that the, I think fit is important in that, um, you know, it, maybe it doesn't prevent you from doing things, but it can certainly make things a lot easier. I think you can get more accomplished with uh, a better fit, with, with guys with personalities that um, complement one another, guys that are um, able to be held accountable and guys that will do the, you know, holding accountable. And I do think that Again, if he were to, in a Miami situation. That word you're using, accountability, that's my biggest concern with Ben Simmons. He doesn't strike me as a person who likes to be held accountable or and right, himself and, accountable. And, and, and Kevin and Kyrie are so, um, I don't know, like Kevin's real, like, you know, that man over there, that, what his decision got going on, they don't really got too much on Yeah. Him. So like within that core, who is, who's the, 
who I don't know that that group has a leader. I don't know that, that he doesn't group like has, to lead. He doesn't, and that's fine. He said that in Golden State. He's like, I and didn't I'm, come here to be a leader. And I'm I'm really okay with guys. And I think people want like superstars or big name people to just automatically right. step into that role of leadership, and that's not reasonable, and that's not fair a lot of times. So I don't know what that that group how that who's holding all that together. I don't know if, if Nash is powerful enough to do that. Um, but, but they it, need it, someone. They do need someone. They need someone on the floor to do it. It can't just be Nash. It can't be Josiah. Do you think someone like a Patty Mills can do that? I mean, I get that he's like coming off the bench, but he's won. I think he's yes, been with coming the Spurs. From the Spurs, another organization with discipline. And, and like he's a, a vet. Going, and he's a vet, right? It, it probably, would, I don't know who, I haven't looked much at the rest of their roster, but it would probably be someone like a Patty, but it, it is important. You shouldn't let it break you, but it can absolutely like make things more contentious than it needs to be. And now this is annoyed for no reason. And, you know, it's unnecessary. Well, I'm sure the Nets will be an interesting team um, for the remainder of the season. Um, I wonder if the league is going to like flex some games now. I mean, they're probably still like, I don't know, because by mid-season, these guys still might be trading. So, I mean, I know it was like all the uncertainty around them why they didn't get a lot of games, but you can imagine, especially if they start playing well, like, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to like try to get them some more games. So that would be interesting to see. Um, did y'all, what did y'all think about Pat Bev's comments? Didn't like them, don't care. Think it, there's truth to it. So- I think there's truth to it. I don't think he was blaming Kevin, but I think his verbiage um, could have been easily construed as blaming Kevin, like the whole with this KD shit. Like you could have phrased that differently to like, you know, not necessarily make it look like you're putting it on him, but it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's true, right? Like front offices aren't making deals because they're trying to see, you know, where this major deal lands and you know guys lives are being held up people are you know um in in real time suspension waiting on this one badass domino to drop so i i don't have really a problem with it um it's comment like it, i'm not even gonna do that like i i want it to be on the roster he's like can we sign now I'm like were you signing i hope yeah. so I <laughs> on the roster <laughs> and i don't mean no shade, but like that was my thought about him too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I was fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a, an issue with it um, either. I agree. Like he definitely could have worded it a little bit better, especially knowing how sensitive Kevin is. But um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's right though. Like like a lot of people are in limbo right now. Um, so just that whole and and for it to end in such an anticlimactic way um definitely just feels like it was all for no reason so it's kind They're of like moving in with guys money. right what right. does that even mean <laughs> right. it's like a divorce right. couple like just choosing to stay in the home just right easy. <laughs> right. um okay okay so speaking of like personalities and fits um Stephen A, I don't want to say he dropped some news today because what he was saying isn't actually new, at least definitely not to Warriors fans. Um, but maybe there were like some people outside who hadn't heard this before, but it was about Jonathan Kaminga. And he just said, 
And it's hard to know if, he, if, if he's like really referring to old stuff or like if it's new or present, but just some talk around Jonathan Kaminga's like attitude and um, I guess he didn't use the word focus, but just, I guess he didn't say work ethic, but it kind of was alluding to that, like putting in the work, things like that. Um, so I don't know. So he was just saying like, you know, he's just been hearing some things and like, but he's a fan of Kaminga. So he wants Kaminga to get it together, but we've heard about this before and I get very, um, I don't know. I guess my, my, my initial kind of like reaction is always to kind of, for the most part, defend the guys on my team. Um, and I really don't like, like when Kaminga was coming out and a lot of the stuff people were saying about him was sort of around like motor work ethic. And a lot of times these are these like draft analysts who often are not black. And so I tend to feel like that's how like black young players are discussed a lot. I mean, they said the same thing about Ant Edwards, right? And right. um, he's incredible. So right. I kind of always take that with a grain of salt. And then you kind of heard warriors, like reporters, like people who I more rely on, kind of alluding to it on pods like you know Slater but no one really explicitly saying what the issue is or may be um but there's something that I've noticed from fans where like they're kind of like I don't like Kaminga's attitude like he shows it on the court or you know he just needs to like like even when you get into the whole discussion of like whether Andrew's going to be there long term and sometimes like that natural conflict between his role and trying to like, you know, develop Kaminga. And they're just like, well, he's a, he's a rookie or he's this, like, he just needs to accept it. And I'm just like, I get, I get like how Stefan is as a leader. So I feel like that's in a way spoiled the fan base a little bit. Right. Um, because to me, he's more of like a Tim Duncan kind of leader and even the other greats who we acknowledge, like Michael and Kobe's, they weren't those kinds of leaders, you know? Right. They were very different. I don't think Steph and Tim Duncan are the norms. I love it. I love that, that my the leader of the team that I am a fan of is like that. But I don't think that that's the norm. And I don't think that we should expect. I'm not saying that people are expecting for Jonathan Kaminga to turn into Stephen Curry, but I don't think that we should expect like every player to have that same kind of mindset and personality like him. Um, and I just feel like if you kind of know his background, where he came from, what it took for him to get here, I sort of on some level understand if he might feel hungry and want his chance and want to get on the court because also that's what his counterparts are getting. Like the other people who are drafted in the same range as him, right? They're getting to play. They're getting to be on the court. He kind of came into a unique scenario and he's still very young. So I, I kind of feel like we should show him some grace, but I don't know enough. I don't know enough detail to really speculate too much further. So, um, Siobhan, I am curious to get your thoughts on this, but Justin, what have you heard anything else or like, is there more that you've heard about that I haven't mentioned? Um, no, it's just been, like you said, like a few warriors, um, like insiders that may allude to it every now and then. Um, like you said, it did come up in the, in the pre-draft stuff and you kind of, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But then once you hear it resurface with, you know, people that's close to the team and it's kind of like 
all right, a, a little bit worrisome, but you also understand the circumstance. Um, you understand that he's a young kid and he's very, very confident. And like you said, not everybody is wired the same as, you know, the people who aren't as outwardly confident to that point. Um, so like you said, you just gotta, gotta give him some time and see how it goes. Uh, I don't think it'll be like a huge issue, like I said, because the leaders that are around him and the coaching staff that is around him, um, and especially if guys like Andre stay close to the team, he's he's really good at being able to reel in those personalities. As you can see, he did it with Jordan a little bit, who I'm sure, you know, thinks of himself as a superstar in this league, yeah. you know, and he, he kind of puts into perspective his role in the team and how the bigger picture is just them competing for championships for as long as they can. Um, so I think he'll be fine. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And it's funny because you kind of contrast that with Wiseman, who in the same in the same breath is watching his um, peers, who he came into the league with, kind of ascend into superstardom with Ann Edwards and La and Lamelo Ball. And on the on the flip side, instead of kind of looking at it the way Kaminga looks at it, like I I think I'm just as good as them, you know, there's been talks about how he kind of struggled with his like self confidence and coming back from injuries and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see how both of those guys kind of navigate their viewpoints of their certain situations um, and kind of try to, you know, blend it in with the team and their ultimate goal. Yeah. I mean, Wiseman is in a tough situation, right? Because of the way that LaMelo popped and the Warriors having the chance to have drafted him and didn't. So, you know, I mean, the, the man deactivated his Twitter. I mean, like people were relentless and I feel, I feel really bad for him. Um, so I, I do think he's in the best possible situation in terms of like an organization that can help him manage that. But it's, you know, people forget like these guys are young. I know they're tall and they look like grown men, but they're kids, man. Babies. I, so we'll, I'll ask the both of you, what are, I know you saying things have been alluded to, but could you speak with maybe a little more specificity, like what like what are some of the things being said because I don't I don't I like, they literally don't say it. much yeah I mean there's I don't know if this is a direct quote but um it's been said like according to Kaminga like he never makes a bad play like if the if, if you ask Kaminga <laughs> he never takes a bad shot that type of thing <laughs> those um, types of things are worse <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right weird. right so it's it's been kind of like I know I've heard that specific sentence a few times, um, but it's pretty much like in that ballpark where it's like he thinks he's like the shit pretty much. And it's, yeah. and it's like, you know, that type of confidence that probably got him to where he is now. Right. Um, obviously, he's tremendously physically gifted, but having that, that you know, belief in himself is what got him to where he is. But it's they're trying to navigate that and, and kind of help him reel it back a little bit and understand his, you know, place in the hierarchy of the team. If it's a if it's a matter of confidence, then I don't think that that's an issue. If it is a matter of um, an excessive amount of confidence, and therefore I don't feel like I need to put as much work in because I'm just naturally gifted, I'm naturally talented, I'm naturally more explosive um, than the people I'm going up against. I think that's where you would probably have more cost for balls. But yeah, like you know, everyone isn't wired like a Steph. Um, why like like a Tim Duncan and and uh, I like what Justin said isn't as outwardly confident isn't as outwardly ex expressive um, 
or for a con over you know consistent amount of time like you know Steph has his shimmy and his burst and stuff but you don't just see him being just you know that vocal in that way um all of the time and like I said these these guys are young and you know everyone can come into the league or whatever and say you know I want to win I want to everyone I want to win right and now you're in a winning a winning ass situation and you know sometimes it, be, it does become other things like I want to be able to showcase that I can contribute to this winning situation and, and I get that and I don't have an issue with that I want guys I want girls I want people that want to um, be a part of a situation that's good but also want to you know help elevate that and so if, as long as it as long as he doesn't let that slide into into his work and into his preparation and he's not um you know taking care of his body working on his skills and and, and those types of things then um uh, then I think that's where you have the issue stuff like you know I never make a bad pass or a wrong play eh, that coupled with some confidence stuff coupled with some not willing to work on it types of things I think then that can kind of snowball into to some other stuff but if it's just a matter of, I know that I'm good and I want to help this group and like show that I'm good, then I don't, I don't know that I have a problem with that until it starts affecting uh, the way that we function as a whole. Yeah, and that's what I'm unclear about because it felt like today, that's what Stephen A was saying, like that he may not always be putting in the work he needs to. And I'm not sure if yeah, that's that, true. That, and if that's a thing, you know, Again, you can just be just naturally talented, naturally more gifted, but, you know, guys who maybe aren't as talented, aren't as gifted, who work at the gifts that they do have and, you know, add some skills and all that shit like that can, can kind of creep up on you and, and catch up on you. For sure. Well, for one, it's still Stephen A saving it, saying it. So I still have to take it like. And yeah, to be, to be fair, that is kind of like what they were alluding to earlier on. Um, just uh, I think I'm already great, so I don't need to, you know, and even Marcus Thompson has kind of alluded to this. He hasn't outright said it, but, you know, he's he's made a few statements saying, like, I don't, like, Jonathan Kaminga just feels like I'm already better than these dudes. So, you know, everything that follows is how I'm going to, you know, kind of carry myself, right? Um, and there's two ways you can approach that. You can go, like, kind of like the Kobe way where it's like, all right, I'm just going to prove through my work ethic that I'm so much better than everybody. Or you can say like, I'm already better than everybody. You can see how the highlight dunks that I'm doing and I'm putting up 20 points in 10 minutes of garbage time because it's that easy for me. So I don't really need to, you know, approach the game in that, in that way. So I guess we just got to wait and, and see. Hopefully this is not even a conversation by you know, training camp anymore, but I guess we got to see. And the, the things that make life on the floor easy for him is just this freakish otherworldly, you know, athleticism. And But hone that, like, wow, wishing no injuries on nothing, not at all. But, like, in the, not in the event that your athleticism gets taken away, I know he's still super young, but, like, what else are you doing with that? Are you letting it make you a better ball handler? Does it give you more elevation on your jump shot? Are you working on these things to like do that? Or are you um, yamming on people and I'm just quicker, naturally 
quicker to the ball and in Springer so I can get 20 points in, in 10 minutes of garbage time because I'm getting offensive rebounds so I don't know all of how his points come I know uh, what his body feels like to me and how I feel like he should be weaponizing it um, but I, you can't let that keep you from from working because you get overtaken by people who might not be as talented but like I'm gonna work harder than you yeah we know about that athleticism once that starts to fade, Russell Westbrook. So, you know. Oh, poor guy. Whoa. Crazy straight. Right. Crazy straight. Just... Did I say no, anything really. incorrect? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. As long as I wasn't being unfair. Um... <laughs> Listen. I was just saying like that, like to me, he's yeah. an example of one of those kinds of players, you know? Um, I'm not saying, I don't, I'm not talking about worth ethic or anything like that, but just like where maybe parts of his game, cause I've never heard anything like that. Russ doesn't want to put in work, but you do hear like things on the Lakers. And again, it's, it's hard because things come out of there and depending on who's reporting it or who's leaking the information, you know, it's going to be biased, but kind of like, you know, his unwillingness to go to the bench and he doesn't think he needs to do these, you know, like, and a lot of that comes from his time in OKC where like him and Kevin Durant kind of got to just do in a way what they wanted, you know, like when the media criticized them a little bit, right. The team contacted them to like, take it out the paper. Right. So, which is why to me, they are the way they are as they leave and they go to these other organizations. Cause I, to me, I think that those are things you got to kind of like nip in the bud early, <laughs> early. you yeah. know? So, um, okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit because there's also been a really interesting topic that's been trending. Um, and it got sparked by, um, a conversation Taylor Rooks had with, um, Jason Tatum. So, did the, I haven't heard the full interview and I was really trying to listen to it before I came. Did the full interview come out? Cause I know initially it was just snippets and then, and have either one of you listened to the full interview? I haven't heard the full interview. I saw a tweet alluding to it. So I guess it's out. It's something that's like, yo, if you listen to the whole thing, it's even more wild or whatever, but I yeah. haven't heard the whole thing. And I just heard the clip today, um, a little, a little while ago. Have you yeah, watched the full and in- heard the full interview, Justin? Okay. Not. Yeah, I would really be curious, like the context, the rest yeah. of the conversation. Because I need sure. to, I need to know the full context um, before, like, I'm willing to like criticize anything. But the the well, let's start with the initial conversation, which um, was because I think like Jason Tatum, like asked Taylor like is Dame a superstar would you consider him a superstar like something along those lines because they were talking about like superstars and she was saying like well he's a little different and like kind of talking about the fact that like he needs to win you know or she takes into account winning you know stuff like that and there was like all these debates about whether Damon Lillard is a superstar and um you know, and then of course people took that as a reason to like kind of go at Taylor, which I do not like. So, you know, like, you know, no offense, Justin, but like men say stupid shit all the time um, on TV, a lot of these people. And it's like, 
y'all don't go this crazy about them. Like Taylor doesn't need to lose her job just because you don't agree with her take. She doesn't need to get back in the kitchen. She didn't just get to where she got because she's attractive. Like she has put in the work. So um, I'm always going to stand up for black women. And I didn't love that part, but um, I thought the conversation was interesting because I think this is one that comes up all the time about like, what is a superstar and how do we define them? And I think my parameters are, are much more rigid than others. To me, there are only three superstars in the league and that's Steph, LeBron, and Katie, um, in my opinion. Um, but I don't think that that means like, I think Giannis is like the same like tier level player as those guys. I think, you know, there are some people who might consider him the best player in the NBA, but I don't, I think they're a different level of superstardom than like he is, or even like a um, Kawhi really don't even consider a superstar, but like a superstar or like a Dame and, and certainly not a Kyrie. And I get that Kyrie is popular and he sells sneakers. And I heard people talking about stuff like that, but I still don't like, when I think of superstars, I think of like, does my grandmother know who you are? Like, does like a little old, like random person somewhere, like would they know you? Um, so, and that it's almost like they're rock stars, right? So that might be like an extreme, extreme definition of like superstardom, but that's how I look at it. So to me, those are the, the really only true superstars in the league, but I know that my definition is pretty restrictive so I'm curious Siobhan to know your definition of a superstar and Justin yours and then we can talk about like the players who might be um I do not consider Dame Lillard a superstar um and I agree with I, I don't agree with Taylor's reasoning but I do think like superstars have to have a certain level of like winning mm -hmm. and success I do agree with that I don't know that I feel like they have to win championships but that's just, that's also just not the only reason why I wouldn't say that about Dame. Like I, you know, like Dame is an interesting person because of like how people ranked him. But like, I'm not sure that I ever even think that Dame has been like a top 10 player. At best, he's been 10th best. You know, like I, I, I think he's kind of like a fringe top 10 player. So there's also just like his level and ability you know, and I, in my mind, I think, I also think a superstar is probably a number one option. And there are some people who might think like Dame is, but in my opinion, he's probably best as like your number two guy. So um, those are just some of my own thoughts about Dame specifically, but I've never considered him a superstar, but I think he's a great NBA player. So um, those are my thoughts on, on the topic, but I really want to hear what you guys think. Justin, you give your parameters. Okay. Um... So I understand where you're coming from, Matt, as far as like popularity is concerned, as far as superstardom, like like you said, rock star. Um, and I and I agree pretty much like it's those three if you look at it that way. Um, my personal um like parameters is like can can you lead a team to a championship, right? Like does like do you have the ability, um, talent, whatever the, the case may be to be the best player on a championship team. Um, so, you know, should I give like who I think that is or? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, I mean, obviously Steph, LeBron and Giannis have done that already. Um, Katie, arguably. Arguably, I like that, that. arguably, yeah, <laughs> cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kawhi has done it. 
I think Jokic is good enough to do it. Um, it would have to be, you know, a very specific situation as far as like getting some more defense around him to cover up for his deficiencies. But I think offensively, he's talented enough to to be able to do that. Same thing with Luka Doncic. Um, who am I missing out? I, a lot of people won't agree, but I do think Jimmy is good enough. Um, we've seen Butler? it. Cut for it sure. out. No, for I sure. will not cut it out. <laughs> I will Jimmy, not. The, I'm sorry. The thing with Jimmy is like I will not. His, he he does have games I in the playoffs where disagree. he doesn't. <laughs> he does have games in the playoffs where you feel like all right, he's probably not quite on the level of those guys. But he no. also has games where you're like, yo, he's like on those guys. <laughs> like he's at like a forty point triple double. Dame has those games. They all have those games. I don't think not in the, the finals. Not Dame, close to the finals. No Dame has sure. it. Close to the <laughs> right. finals. I don't care and the thing, where it is. The thing with Dame uh, and also with Jimmy, like he plays both sides of the ball extremely well. The thing with Dame is like at his peak offensively for sure, but defensively, I think. No. What he gives up with his size, he's never quite been there. I think Steph is the only person like at that size who's been good enough defensively to be able to, you know, offset any type of, you know, issues that he might have um, with that. So, yeah, it's pretty much Steph and like all of the six eight superstar wings of the league, plus Embiid and, and Jokic and Giannis, I would say. Um, so that's probably about nine. I think Tatum do is about there. Do you think Embiid? is good enough to do it i think so i think so and, and it's it's like i hate grouping all i of can't put Tatum together. in there i'm not putting him in there either i mean to be fair like if steph doesn't go crazy in game four boston potentially goes up three one yeah but that wasn't because of one it wasn't directly because of tatum but tatum was, was come on justin <laughs> that was not a good final performance from him it and wasn't. I think it started out better than it ended for sure. I think the last few games he kind of just like ran out of gas, but he was okay in the first few games. Like he was, he was bad by his standards. But I think if they end he up, was really great that, playmaking. Was that game one? Yeah, game. I mean, I think that was by design by the Warriors defense. Right. But I think based on ability, he is good enough. You know, he did. He did go into Giannis's house and put forty six on them boys, and pretty sure much did. saved their season. Like I think he two. He's ways, like a he Jimmy to me when you say like he has those moments, right? Where and, he showed, and, but I it's not consistent enough for me to to consider him like a tier one guy. And and that's why I think it's better to put players in tiers, and it's hard for me to kind of group all of them in together as just like the term superstar, because a guy like Giannis or Steph or LeBron at his peak needs a little bit less than a guy like Embiid or even Jimmy or Tatum might need around them. I think those guys, when you get to the tip, tip, top of the league, can do so much that the talent around them doesn't need to be quite as high. You know, they have less weaknesses in their game. So you don't need to supplement Jason Tatum's gifts with another ball handler because he's not the best at making decisions with the ball, that type of thing, right? Or Jimmy might not be as reliable as a, as a high-volume scorer over the course of a full series, so you might need to supplement some more scoring around him, um, you know, for whatever reason, right? So I think those guys technically are still superstars because I think in the perfect situation, you can win a championship with those dudes as your best player. You just – it's harder to get that situation than it is with – So uh, Jimmy over Paul George? I think yes. so, yeah. No. 
Okay. I think so. <laughs> and I like I Paul George. Why I wanted to play with Jimmy first. Jimmy said, no, I'm going to Miami. Then he hit Paul George. Great. Good. I don't care. I, like, I'm sorry. I <laughs> never be on this Jimmy thing. I do not know. Like, Jimmy's great, but think, no. But everyone I else, okay. Paul George, I, I think Paul George is probably a little bit more talented as a scorer because it's a shooting ability. I don't think he is as good with the playmaking and the making the teammates better around him aspect of it. And I think that's a huge thing you need as far as like being a number one guy. That's why I think he's, he's best as a number two guy next to someone who can, you know, do that type of stuff, heavy lifting for him. I agree. Um, I just don't think Jimmy's a number one guy either. That's, that's my take. And I put, and I, and I think, I think I would take Paul George over Jimmy, but I just, there are people who think really highly of Jimmy. You're clearly one of them. There are others. And I just always, I'm just like, I'm sorry, y'all. I cannot get here. <laughs> I just, I can't. Sorry. So, Forgive so, me, Siobhan. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I think, so for me personally, I feel like even just kind of not saying like anything about, about how you gave your definition, Justin, but I think people use a lot of different words interchangeably and they shouldn't. Um, I think a number one option and like a superstar don't have to be the same thing. Um, I think a superstar and a star are a bit different. And I, as I guess unfair or, you know, whatever it may be, at least how it's perceived, I think there is some level of popularity that does come with, with superstardom. Stars to me, Justin, um, are, mm, I don't even know how I would necessarily define my stars, but I, I think everything that comes with being a star and a certain level, yes, of, of popularity elevate dudes into, into superstar status, or at least that's how it feels like it's perceived. But there are so many um, kind of fluctuating variables, like one might not have this, but they have that. And so that elevates them a bit more into superstardom. Person B might not have as much of this, but has more of that and can kind of fit, right? So you said like Steph and a bunch of the six, eight people. I think kind of automatically dominant looking figures are going to be perceived um, as having kind of more superstar abilities. whether people want to give it to him or or not, I think, you know, Giannis freak, right? He is going to be looked at as someone who, um, if not isn't already, then certainly should be throughout the course of his career, work himself into something like a superstar, right? Someone like a Jokic who is skilled, phenomenal. People won't even give him like credit of being MVP because they just don't feel comfortable giving it to like kind of this big doughy white guy and people don't want to say it. Um, but it, it, that's what the vibe gives. Um, but I don't know if people will consider him a superstar, but he has the superstar talent capability types of thing. But I don't know if he has superstar popularity. Um, Jimmy PG. That's a good distinction that you're making. Superstar talent versus superstar popularity. And I think, and then I don't know that it gets distinguished enough, right? So like, I think Jimmy has superstar talent. I genuinely do, but Jimmy is not 
popular. Jimmy is not superstar popular, although he finished last season with his jersey top 10 in sales. Um, Steph being, and I'm not even giving Jimmy propaganda. Like I give Jimmy his warts where he has them, but he has developed so much more offensively that it's rounded out the rest of his game for me. Um, someone like a Steph with this like crazy amount of offensive just gifts um, and is short and so has leveraged his gifts and worked himself up into like this megastar that he is. I think Steph is, is clearly a superstar. LeBron is clearly a, a superstar. Um, KD, superstar. Someone with uh, some certain level of like diva-ish to them feels like some of that can get kind of thrown into the superstar pot. Dame and Kyrie. So I don't know that Kyrie is I think Kyrie can be your number one offensive option. I don't think he can be your best overall player on the team, though, but I do think he has a level of superstardom to him. Um, be it offensively talented, shoes do matter. Um, the having hit big shots in, in really, really big moments, like the shot in, in at Golden State. That's um, one shot. How long it are you is? It hold is. On no, no, that? no. And I, I, it's not everything, but it was a like very, very important major moment. shot. But I just major feel like moment. that's all people can go to. I actually Fair. think that Kyrie's Fair. performances in the postseason have been like have, missed. Right. right. <laughs> like, so so, he's so really like, inconsistent. So his superstar like playing ability um, might not be up to par with what people give him with regards to superstar popularity. Um, I Dame. Um, I don't think Dame can be your best player on the team. I think he can be your number one option. I also don't think Dame is a superstar. He's probably like the first of the fringe guys for me um, between him and JT, because I'm not giving that to JT yet either. Um, I really have a hard time giving it to like a bunch of the babies. I'm not giving it to Ja yet. Um, I'm still not giving it to cats like Cat, who probably should be. I think Embiid um, should be a superstar. I think he has. I think Embiid can be your best player. Embiid should be dominant. Um, and that and just his persona should elevate him kind of into some superstardom. So I, I think it's I think it um, has to be kind of taken at a case by case basis. Um, and that, and people don't like that. Yeah, I don't know that you have a a baseline to to kind of go off of it. Uh, I think market kind of matters too, right? Like Dame has decided to spend his whole life in Portland. Well, you don't have help there. You're not winning there, and you seem to be closer to one trick as a pony than having multiple tricks as a pony. So. Um, I don't think that helps you. Giannis is in, in a Milwaukee, like in, no shade to them, but Giannis is in Milwaukee, but he has everything else um, that kind of rounds out his case. So I think there, for me, at least there's a lot that goes into it. My personal superstars, I have Steph, LeBron, KD. Um, I have Giannis. I, I think those might be it. Um, I, I think Luca can get there. 
um, as much as I don't necessarily be wanting to give him credit for stuff, I do think he has the talent, the size, the gifts, the persona, he's foreign. Um, I think he can kind of play himself into that. So I, for me, it, it, it wavers and, and kind of fluctuates. Uh, Dame versus Kyrie, I would say Kyrie has that edge um, for me though. But again, I think superstar versus being your number one option versus being like your best player aren't always the same thing. Yeah, I think with the Kyrie Dame stuff, I think it depends on like what role they are on the team. Like if they're my two guys and one of them has to be my number one, I'm going with Dame <laughs> um, over Kyrie. But if your you're number talking- one, see, even that, your number one, what? Like your number one, my score, number one option. Like if he's my one... best player, period, num- either, I'm still going with Dame. If you're telling me that, Kyrie and Dame are my second options then I'm probably going with Kyrie but I may still go with Dame just because like uh Kyrie's just a lot to deal with (laughs) and I I may not want to like deal with all of that but I mean I I think Dame has demonstrated that he has a bigger impact on winning and I I it's kind of like with Giannis right like I mean just before I came on to record I'm in a group chat with some people um, and one of them is very bag Twitter. Like he's not on Twitter at all, but he's definitely like bag Twitter. I'm saying that so you understand like his philosophies on basketball. And so, I mean, he thinks that um, Giannis is unskilled and like an unskilled person can never be the best player in the NBA, which is lunacy to me. Right. Unskilled, But he is still really raw. No, uh, by the way, Justin will tell you, I, like, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Giannis's game on any level. So it's crazy when I have to come on here and, and cause I'm not, I, I do think the others are more skilled, but mm-hmm. I think we lose sight of when Kevin Durant gets swept in the first round and people are still telling me he's the best player in the NBA. Like that's silly to me, right? Like I get that it's a team sport. I understand that. And I get that the other players matter. But to me, there are certain players that impact winning in a certain way that other players don't. And I feel like other players, we get very caught up in like their bags, all these skills they possess, what they can do in a one-on-one environment. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit Kyrie does because you know what? It does not impact winning. He's only won when he was next to LeBron James. He did not do that in on the Celtics. In fact, they didn't do much <laughs> when he was on the Celtics. They did make the postseason, but he was not great come the postseason. I know he got hurt, but he, his people, they really need to go and look at Kyrie's like postseason stats and numbers. Like he's very like inconsistent and like all over the place. And so I just don't think that he impacts winning the way that like a Dame Lillard does, even if he is more skilled. And so I just care about the end result, you know, like having all those individual skills, they matter to me, but to like an extent, you know? So like, can I say that Kyrie's probably more talented than Dame? Sure. But I'm probably still going to lean Dame just in terms of like his ability, I think, to impact winning more. 
that's where I that that's where I land with like a player like him but that's like in general how I look at like a lot of these things right and so um and when it comes to like because look there's these these superstar conversations also can like go in other places right this is how people end up talking about like face of the league and like all these different things but I get the markets thing and I get like the need for like the league to push things but we've seen the league try to push and force players on us and like it does keep trying to force the Knicks on us right and it doesn't work like the the market the people who will tell you who they want I always like Steph as like an interesting case study because the NBA didn't start off pushing Steph. Like right now people look at him and they're just like, oh, the NBA, they're golden boy. They're in love with him. The NBA was not, not pushing Steph. Like he forced his way into the conversation, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like when you are really skilled and when you impact winning and when you have that kind of appeal, it's just going to be organic. And the like, like if you look at like the history of like basketball, right? Like you look at someone like, let's say a Magic Johnson, he just was very like charming, right? Like, like, like the, the like people loved him, like his smile, his, his personality. I mean, he was kind of actually a dick behind the scenes, but what he presented to the public, people loved, right? Or if you look at like a Michael Jordan, he had like this like athletic, like just appeal that we've never seen before, right? Like supernatural. Then you have like LeBron, he's like this physical specimen. I'm just like naming players, but like to me, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of things about like appealing to the masses. So I like that distinction you make about superstar popularity because I do agree that like, Kyrie probably has like, or at least at one time had superstar popularity. He's he's very popular, but I don't think he has superstar like he probably could if he was a different person, right? Because he's very talented. But I I I don't put him like with those other guys and I don't put Jimmy there. But like the rest, I would I probably don't put Luca or um Embiid on the same category with the others either, just slightly below. But um, like if they were all 1A, I would say like Steph, Katie, Giannis, probably healthy Kawhi. Um, they're all probably like 1A guys, right? And then I would say like uh, Luca and Embiid are like 1B guys, right? Are you talking about in talent? Are you talking about- Talent. Okay. Talent. Yeah, I mean, popularity is like, I think Embiid's pretty popular, popular, but I mean, Kawhi is not like one A popular. No, not at all. In terms of right ability, I got you. Right, Um, like, and yeah, just in terms of ability, and I think, I think uh, again, some of that's about like your game, right? Like Mm -hmm. Kyrie has a very flashy. He has a very flashy style of play, which is appealing. So, like when like people will be like, oh. You're, you're going to miss LeBron James when he's gone. I'm like, I won't. I don't even enjoy watching LeBron play. And people like get upset with me and they're like, you're just a hater. Okay, fine. But like, just like, I don't enjoy watching Giannis play, right? But I acknowledge that both are great players. Like the way that they hoop is not an appealing brand of basketball that I like to watch because I like finesse players, right? So 
but that doesn't but I can still distinguish between like what I like and then like what's greatness so like I know LeBron is all-time great and he's one of the greatest but I just don't really get joy out of like watching him hoop there are just other people that I prefer like to, to watch hoop more so someone like Kawhi I think a lot of people think like Kawhi's game is boring right because it's just like steady and you know <laughs> you know the way Kawhi plays but he's 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 a great player so not asking you to make a case but what is your case against Jimmy because I people don't enjoy watching Jimmy play but he has very much those same very steady on on both sides of the ball I've worked myself into even being um as capable as I am now I came into this roughing dudes up like I'm defending very much like a stuff didn't come into it as the as the face that he is having worked himself to the face I think Jimmy has worked himself to kind of where he is so again not asking you to make yeah. a case for him but what is your case against him so you know I have a lot of Jimmy believers in my life so what I'll say, what I'll say is I'm going to, for now, table my view of Jimmy okay. and pay a little bit more closer attention to him um, for this upcoming season. But I would say to this point, it would be his offensive side of the game. And I know you guys are saying that it's gotten better, but I just don't feel like it's consistent enough for me to feel like um like he he can score I know that he can put the ball in the hoop it's not that I don't think he can mm-hmm. I just and I know his name is Jimmy Buckets which is so funny because he does he really hits like some never buckets. genuinely never understood it <laughs> he <laughs> having a fight for these buckets <laughs> no but he really does hit some clutch and big shots right it's yeah. crazy well like I mean this is going to sound like I'm comparing Jimmy to him and they're Jimmy's clearly a better player but it's like Marcus Smart he just hits like some fucking shots Dylan Brooks and Marcus Smart are probably a better comparison like these dudes just hit shots at times where I'm just like what like why are you making these shots now but Jimmy Buckets it's just I don't know there's something there's just not a sense like a security that I have with him that I that that I do with like other players you know um so but I and I think it's really more though about the offensive side of his game is what I'd say it's not about like his defensive yeah. he, he doesn't have like a glaring um offensive advantage right where you can see you look at to a guy like Steph Luka Jokic like their skill set is so far out of this world right handle shooting ability Right. Um, or you look at like a Giannis or a LeBron where like their athleticism and their their strength and being able to, you know, Kawhi, even his strength gets him to anywhere he wants on the court. And Jimmy's a strong player, Jimmy's very but strong. you don't look at, you don't look at Jimmy's game and say like, that is why he is right. so like good. You know what I mean? Like it's his shooting ability. It's his handle. Like you can't really point to one thing with Jimmy. That's why it gives you the feeling of like kind of like Marcus Smart, Dylan Brooks. It's like, how are you scoring, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up scoring. Even his, I mean, his midi is is money in the playoffs. Yeah, like, it is. It is. You're <laughs> right about that. Kyrie Kawhi wasn't offensively gifted. He worked himself into being a better offensive player. He did for sure, for sure. And I'm a huge even, Kawhi even fan. Kawhi, yeah, and even Kawhi's jump shot is like it used to look a little monkey, but now it looks kind of textbook. Whereas Jimmy, his his arms kind of cocked to the side a little bit. 
So it just looks very unconventional. That's why I'm missing that three didn't help his case for me either. He shouldn't have took the three. Go to the back. Give me a midi. Give me this. I'm still mad. Everybody, oh, that was the right play. We was tired. Fuck that. Go to the basket. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. All right. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate that. Um, Listen, last thing, because like we're basically been on for an hour, but I'm just curious that the the league released the schedule. So I don't know. Are there any like marquee or games or just matchups that you guys really want to see? I don't know, like Siobhan, for you from a Heat perspective, perspective do you want any revenge on any teams um or just anything that's happened any players that you're really interested in seeing what next season's gonna look like for them maybe Tyler Hero anyone else <laughs> so <laughs> from my own team it's a bunch of dudes I need to see show up this is not a heat pot so I'm about to go ahead and just kick my shoes off and give my rip I need Bam to step up I know Bam is taking marginal leaps whatever whatever he has too many tools in his bag. He has too many theoretical like advantages to not be ready to be putting this shit all together now. I need to see Bam step up. I need to see Tyler. I think Tyler could have helped us um, in the Boston. I the Boston series. I've I've said it multiple times. I genuinely do. Um, Kyle Lowry done got slim. So people keep telling me that he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Ooh, and like I could call him hurt. Slim this year. Hey Slim. He's still thick, slim thick. He's still slim thick still. Um, so from a Miami perspective, I, I got a few guys that like I'm on this year. Um, matchup wise, I I do want to see our first game against Boston because I genuinely think um, we gave the Boston series away just by not being able to hit shots. I understand Boston defense is what people want to say that it is. Miami got to spots makeable spots consistently and just did not that one game where we didn't score for like the first eight minutes or some NBA record or some upsurge um so I want to see kind of our our first Boston game uh PJ left went to Philly that'll be fun um those games I want to see our first uh I, I I genuinely want to see how we play against Golden State because people probably aren't going to believe it or want to hear it or not. I think the Golden State series could have been um, more competitive than people, I think, just want to assume that it would or would not have been. Um, I want to see some Miami Bulls games uh, from outside of Miami. I want to see the, the Golden State Grizzlies games. Um, not Grizzlies, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Golden State Memphis games. Um, there's a lot of fun and juice in, into those veins and in in that blood. Uh, there's like a, there's a lot that I'm just wanting to say. If Miami shits the bed this season, listen, I'm starting a Pelicans podcast because Brandon Ingram has been my boy since his second year. They got my guy and an adult wing. No shade to Josh Hart, but they got him, you know, a CJ who you would kind of like CJ McCollum is what you would hope Josh Hart's ceiling was. Um, well, so I think that we're great in the postseason. I hope um, who? CJ. CJ. Yeah. No, he, but he would still need it, you know, integrating. Get adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope Zion is like ready to go. I love 
New Orleans' front court, all of their bigs, all of their forwards. So I'm just really interested in this season at large. Um, I It's really like put up or shut up with a lot of people from Miami for me. Um, and that's going to extend to a lot of Miami fans because y'all are insufferable sometimes. Um, so just I'm just excited uh, overall about kind of the landscape. And I want to see what Brooklyn does, right? We Y'all had this whole hoopla. What's that going to look like? Ben, how do you look? James, you look, James Harden, you look a bit smaller. What do you look like? So uh, just guys that have put in some physical transformation. Luca too, apparently. Yeah, Jay and JT, Jason Tatum, he put on some weight. Like he, his head looks weird now between his shoulders are so much bigger. So I just, I want to see um, how dudes look coming into this season just overall. Okay. All right. What about you, Justin? Yeah, um, I know we say this every year, but I just want to see everybody healthy so we can, like, <laughs> actually see these matchups and, like, the players are playing. Um, but I guess I go outside of Golden State. I'm really excited to see how the Pistons look. I really like Kate Cunningham. Um, he's one of my favorite young players in the league. Um, so I really want to see how his game matures and how he makes a leap from year one to year two. Um, OKC, I want to see how those, the like, they just got the, the youth movement there. So I'm really excited to see how they play. And um, as far as the Golden State matchups, definitely the Grizzlies. Um, just want to you know, beat up on them Man, fuck all year. Exactly, <laughs> which is why I want to see y'all say, fuck these nigglets and like keep stepping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to just them, like, Yeah, for sure them. I have no um, interest in them. For once, <laughs> say, for once, since Giannis has stepped into his superstardom, I want to see him play against the fully healthy Warriors team. Like, I feel like always somebody's always missing when we play them. Um, I don't think he's played against Draymond since like 2018 or something, something crazy. Like he's never matched up with Draymond since I guess once in the 2020 season when it was like the fake Warriors. Wild, like, yeah. Um, so I want to see them match up in a legitimately serious game. Um, and I want to see the Warriors against the Clippers. Just yes, want to see how that matchup looks. Yes. So yeah, definitely those two teams. Oh yeah, yeah. The I Clippers, I'm just really interested in because two of my favorite players are on that team, um, Kawhi and Paul George. So um, if the Warriors ever go down in the West, the Clippers are the team it's that so I. So crazy. You like Paul cheerful. George and Kawhi, but don't like Jimmy. They like. <laughs> Cousins. Jimmy's like a little, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's like a little hybrid of them too, like right? Mixed, but like they're a little. They're like, like cousins. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you're Just fine. Like... I don't like Jimmy. I really That's don't. That's fine. It's personal. Is it the dreads? Me. So, Listen, I want him to dress? let those go. Jimmy trying to be out here looking like me. He's gonna be pissed when he like goes <laughs> to shoot and stuff, and like the weight is gonna throw him one way. Like he's, I let them go before we get out let of training. Let them go. <laughs> yeah, um, crazy. I I am really interested for the Clippers. So, like I said, I'm you know obviously always rooting for the Warriors, but you know as long as it's not the Clippers who could possibly take us out. Um, like if for some reason Golden State didn't like go forward, then I'd be like Team Clippers. So I do. I I'm not like a Clippers fan, but I really Kawhi and Paul George are both my guys. Paul George might be the only other person I go hard for on the TL like I do Steph not as much because like he didn't play but like Justin knows people try to slander Paul George I'd be yeah. listen 20, 2020 was a rough one for you <laughs> 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 
was. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be talking about my guy. Um. So it yeah, I de- Jimmy too. No, no, not Jimmy. 20, 2021 was rough for Jimmy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I am. I'm curious. I, I really am going to be interested to see what the Celtics look like with Brogdon um, and just like how they how they develop as a team. Um, so, of course, I will obviously be looking forward to our rematch with them. Uh, I'm also really curious about I mean, the Pelicans also interest me as, as a team, but I'm really curious about the Wolves like like is their iq going to increase like as a team right because they really have a lot of talent on that team um i i still don't think that they're going to like win it all but i feel like they should they they should be a team that goes past the first round next year they should be a playoff team i don't even think that they should be like in the 6 you know, the seven or eight spot. So um, I'm just curious to see, you know, I I feel like if they're going to really do anything as a team, even though I still think that Kat is their best player, I think Ant has to be the one that takes on like the leader role, kind of like what we were talking about with Brooklyn, Siobhan and like, you know, um, and it seems like he's okay doing it. It seems like he'd be telling Kat, like, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. But he's still so young himself and like he has to grow. So I wish there was like someone older there. I kind of like when Pat Bev was there and he's not now. So, I mean, we'll see. They did acquire Rudy and like Rudy is a veteran, but people like, I don't know how they're feeling about him. You know, like kind of around the league players don't really seem to like like Rudy or respect him so I just don't know like in the locker room like (laughs) if things are not like shaking out like how his voice will go over um but he's had more postseason success arguably than them so like whoever's there so maybe he'll help in that but I am curious to see some of their games and 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 what kind of steps that they take so I think those are the teams and games I'll be looking out for. I like the Wolves. I do want to see <clears throat> what their front court looks like, how often they go to Cat and um, Rudy together, like at the same time, and, and where they play. Like Cat already wants to be on the perimeter. So do you then let Rudy slide in, anchor, and now you stretch it out that way? The Cat Anthony thing, I think, is interesting. I think Ant, um, I guess maybe could be their leader. I, I think Kat still has to be that team's best player. Yeah. But I do think Anthony has to be their first option. And then it'll be a Cat and then Cascade down kind of to whomever else. Um, I, I want to see Toronto. I They just are just long everywhere. Just 6'8 across, 6'8 to like 6'11 just across the board. I want to see what that looks like. Um, I think you said someone else you that just, intrigued me. You just reminded me of Orlando. Um, they're built the same way. Everybody's like six, eight and above. But so much less competent see that team putting too. it all together. Right, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how Cleveland will do this year too, because large also. They had an upsetting season with the injuries, but they, you know, everyone's gonna be a year older. Um Will Rubio be back? Who? Will Rubio be back? I don't know. 
I didn't know what was wrong with him. He tore his ACL. Yeah, he tore his ACL. You know that. Yeah. I yeah, they're another interesting team in the East. What was that? Gang signs, wall. He's been out okay. for <laughs> however long he's been. No, really, what does he contribute? What does he give to Cle- uh, to, to the Clippers? Because I think if he's, you know, somewhat of just there, I, I think that's a good get for them. The West is going to be fascinating to me because um, I don't really expect Portland to do anything. But um, I can imagine with this whole like Dame not being a superstar thing, like he's going to come into the season like all extra. You have like a year of him basically not here and people have sort of forgotten about him. They haven't been talking about him. So I expect to probably see a good season from Dame individually, but it'll be interesting to see to me what what the Trailblazers do as well. They'll be in the mix with the Lakers in the play-in. <laughs> right, is Dame going to give us something different to his game, or is he just going to be shooting like from further away? Like that. Is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dame gets older. I think his his rim pressure game is going to continue to diminish. And he's small, so, so like you got to right. get something else. They got Anf- they got Simons, who's you know athletic, young, and they got Jeremy. So I think they can. Nice their starting five is going to be all right, but their their bench is kind of weak, even though they they stole GP two away. But he's yeah. also little. They, gonna, which is, I love him. He is small. right, right. Yeah, they're going to be in that that tenth range, tenth ninth. I love the strays at the Lakers, though. Woo, see, y'all was talking about me with Russ <laughs> earlier, but the Lakers catching strays now. See, it I wonder if Charlotte so matures. Like I wanted, I want to see a matured Lamelo. They, they, they off the chain down there. Yeah. Oh, I'm they not even. Damn, I forgot all about Miles. Never mind. Yeah, they. <laughs> That's an unserious organization. Wasn't Trez? Trez had some. Trez, going on. yeah, slinging. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know wild, Michael man. Jordan is sick. Like what? Like why? Why is this? <laughs> I'm not going to say my thoughts on your pod. We can talk afterwards. All right. Guys, this was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. Also, with my last minute request, I appreciate both of you so much. Um, Siobhan, please let everybody know where they can find you and your work, each and everything, because she's amazing, y'all. Seriously, I know you heard the conversation. I wish it was more places for you to find me. Um, I'm on the timeline all the time. Um, just search me in like the little thread emoticon. And those are some of, you know, what I do. Um, what is your handle? It's okay. At, I, I put it on the show, but you should okay. tell them anyway. At Great Great Matter. Great with the eight. Um, I'm Hoopstresses with Nat. I'm over on Miami Heat Beat. Um, those are my guys down there. I have a show called Needle to the Groove where I just do nothing kind of but breakdowns. We only have a couple episodes right now as I try to sort my head and, and get everything smoother on paper. So that is, I think, all that I'm, I'm at right now. So probably your best bet. Catch me on the timeline and um, look for my threads. It's, a, it's, it's good in there. Yeah, just follow Siobhan on Twitter. She's great and you will get great basketball knowledge. You won't regret it. You'll be smarter for it. 
Justin. Art stuff too, but <laughs> Justin, the package JG. I know your handle. <laughs> well, I know oh. Siobhan's too, but the eight always like confuses me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so y'all make sure you follow Justin. Um, Golden Spaces. We'll be back at some point. It just hasn't been that much in the off season really like we're not just here to talk to talk y'all so um he's dropped in on a few pods things will be picking up soon and you'll be hearing from us more soon on the timeline um and I think Justin is probably gonna like make some more appearances on all that he's sort of becoming like my unofficial co-host so I hope y'all are enjoying him so far on the show because you're gonna be seeing more of Justin as well um fair Justin I just put him on that's the spot. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you even ask Justin? Does Justin yeah. know this? <laughs> yeah, I'm all aboard. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we're going to go because the WNBA um, oh, yeah. Liberty game is about to start, and I want to tune in for that. Yeah. Siobhan, are, we, are you rooting for anyone? I'm are we just watching, like. I'm rooting for Chicago. Um, shout out to them and, and Chicagoans all across. Okay. And Kai, Kai and Candice. I am torn and conflicted because we have hoopstresses who represent both teams. So, <laughs> and I live in New York. So, you know, I don't root for New York for like any other team. So it feels like I should root for the Liberty, but I don't think that I am. I'm just like, <laughs> going to watch the game and just take it all in um Justin were you like do you watch the Mystics were you upset that they got that they lost yeah yeah but you know what's up with that why did they throw away game one did you see the first game I I gotta I gotta go back and watch a little bit more but I need more offense I don't have enough offense yeah (laughs) Yeah, I really wanted that to be a three-game series. I can't believe it had so much promise going in. We thought that was going to be one of the best series. And can I say I'm genuinely not surprised by how it ended? Yeah, no, whatever. Okay, well, yeah, let's go watch some WNBA. Thanks, guys, for being on. Guys, you know it's the off-season, so every two weeks is another episode of All That. So thank you for tuning in so far for this off-season. We'll be back unless something major happens. Um, Until next time, take care, guys. Peace.